This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with the news, the headlines. The southern countries will need more than $2,000 billion per year by 2030 to fund their climate actions, according to a report made public at the Egypt Climate Conference. Midterm elections are underway in the United States, and Romania's national handball team lost to France the second match at the European Championship. The 2022 UN Climate Change Conference continues in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. World leaders are under pressure to strengthen their commitment to combating global warming and provide financial support to poor countries which are suffering the most. The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, has stated that Bucharest supports the leadership role assumed by the European Union in terms of limiting these changes and the joint commitment to reducing net greenhouse gas emissions. A report published today and commissioned by the presidency of the Conference of the Parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change shows that southern countries will need more than $2,000 billion per year until 2030 to finance their climate actions, of which almost half from foreign investors. Romania's development in the last three decades has been impressive, said on Monday Anna Bierde, the vice president of the World Bank for Europe and Central Asia, who visited Romania to celebrate 30 years of partnership. Although there is still much to be done, the World Bank Group welcomes the efforts of all our counterparts and partners in the public and private sectors who have contributed to the economic growth of Romania, one of the largest in the European Union, Anna Bierde said. So far, the World Bank has provided support for investments and public policy reforms through 73 operations worth over $13.4 billion. Romania has always been able to count on the support and expertise offered by the World Bank during the 30 years of partnership, said Romanian Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă, who attended the celebration event. According to him, the reforms regarding pensions, the minimum guaranteed income and public administration will also be carried out with the support of the World Bank. On a formal visit to Romania, the president of the Croatian parliament, Gordan Jandrokovic, is to meet today with the president of the Chamber of Deputies, Marcel Ciolacu, and Prime Minister Nikolai Ciucă. He will also deliver a speech in the plenary session of the chamber. According to an internal memorandum of the General Secretary of the Chamber, the purpose of the visit is to deepen the Romanian-Croatian interparliamentary dialogue in order to support common projects of major interest.
According to the memorandum, the visit also includes talks with Romania's president, Klaus Johannes, and the interim president of the Senate, Alina Gorghiu. Also, the official will travel to the villages of Karaj-Severin County in the southwest, where he will meet with the local Croatian community. Croatia's Central State Office for Croats Abroad estimates that 6,000 ethnic Croats live in Romania, while 5,408 people in Romania identified themselves as Croats in the 2011 census. Parliamentary elections are taking place today in the United States, the so-called midterm elections. A new membership of the House of Representatives and the third of the Senate seats will be decided. Local offices, especially of governor and prosecutor, are also at stake. According to the Radio Romania correspondent, electoral analysts say that the Republicans have a chance to win the majority in the House of Representatives, but it is uncertain whether they will be able to take control of the Senate. In a year marked by a struggling economy and broad and serious concerns about the future of democracy, the latest opinion polls have highlighted that the voters' main concerns are the economy and inflation. The election results will have a strong impact on the last two years of current President Joe Biden's term, from government spending to military support for Ukraine. At a campaign event, the White House leader declared himself optimistic about the Democrats' chances in the elections. Former President Donald Trump is a strong factor in these elections by supporting the Republicans who deny the results of the 2020 presidential elections, the Radio Romania correspondent reports. In our sports, the Romanian national team was defeated by France, the reigning Olympic champion, with a score of 35-21 to 21 on Monday evening in Skopje, in Group C of the European Women's Handball Championship hosted by Slovenia, North Macedonia and Montenegro. It is the second consecutive failure in the group after 28-29 with the Netherlands. The last matches in the group will take place on November 9th in Skopje, Romania, North Macedonia and France-Netherlands. Romania has participated in all editions of the European Championship with one exception, and the best result was the bronze medal won in 2010. And that was the news. Romania supports the EU's leading position with respect to combating climate change. I am Vlad Palku with a report by Leila Kamil. Waves of extreme heat and drought that endanger agricultural production, wildfires, devastating floods are but a few of the effects of climate change facing the whole world. With the passage of time, these effects have gained more visibility. The international community agrees that urgent measures are needed with a view to slowing down these transformations that have serious negative consequences for mankind. Over 120 heads of state and government from all over the world convened on Monday and Tuesday in Egypt at Sharm el-Sheikh in order to attend the United Nations conference devoted to climate change. The UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres warned that these changes are occurring at a catastrophic speed, calling for swift action. The UN official told participant countries that they should need to make a tough choice. Either work together now to cut carbon gas emissions or sentence future generations to a climate catastrophe. Attending the conference in Sharm el-Sheikh, Romania's President Klaus Johannes confirmed Bucharest fully stands by the European Union as leader of the fight against climate change. 
The Romanian president warned that the war in Ukraine has global effects, such as energy insecurity, food shortages and economic instability, but that it should not distract the whole world from the effects of climate change. On the contrary, the president argued, curbing climate change is key to approaching many of these challenges and to protecting the welfare of current and future generations. We need to ensure an orderly climate transition with multiple benefits, investments in research, development, innovation, developing green economy and creating new jobs, the Romanian official said. Klaus Johannes also pointed out that lack of action in this field far offsets the action and that climate change generates losses and economic and non-economic damages across the world. The young generation is the strongest ally, Klaus Johannes also said, and young people in Romania are very motivated. The Romanian president also said that education and research systems should be better aligned to climate goals and provide citizens, young people in particular, with skills fitting low-carbon economies and societies. Scientists say mankind must curb carbon gas emissions to half compared to 2005 levels and become climate neutral by 2050 in order to prevent rampant effects of climate change. Even so, experts warn, Earth's ice-covered surfaces would stabilize as early as 2040-2080. Romanians are less confident in their public institutions than they were last year, according to Romania's security barometer. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Roxana Vasile. A national-scale representative poll conducted over the telephone between September the 29th and October the 10th this year and involving some 1,000 citizens aged between 18 and 65, Romania's security barometer reflects the current trust that people have in the national and international institutional environment. The hierarchy has not changed much, but even the national institutions that regularly enjoyed high levels of public confidence, such as the church and the army, are now seeing their image tainted by recent difficulties. According to the Lab for Information War Analysis and Strategic Communication, in a partnership with the Romanian Academy's Institute for Political Sciences and International Relations, the year 2022 has been marked by the war in the region and the quite significant energy price surges. The set of crises has eroded even the public's confidence in NATO and the European Union. Even so, Romania remains a mostly pro-Western and pro-European nation. 68% of Romanians are optimistic with respect to the EU's short-term future. 78% of them are optimistic as regards the US support for Eastern Europe. And only 10% of them believe the European Union ought to disappear in the future. In spite of serious criticism against the Union, 74% of Romanians argue that it is better to be an EU member state than to be outside it. Romanians' criticism with respect to the EU has to do with the current economic and energy-related situation. Some member states are perceived to take economic advantage of Romania, 
The EU policies are not always seen as matching Romania's interests, and the bloc is sometimes believed to impose too many rules. But an equally disapproving attitude is reported as far as national and local authorities are concerned. Some 48% of the public blames the skyrocketing energy prices on Romania's leaders, 28% on EU policies and only 24% on the war in Ukraine. Should Romania come under attack, 36% of citizens say they would take part in the defense efforts, 33% are undecided and 29% would try to leave the country together with their families. Most Romanians believe Russia is to blame for the war in Ukraine and that the main obstacle to peace is Russia. Although Moscow's responsibility is clear for most Romanians, 70% of them want the war stopped and only 28% believe it should continue until Russia has been defeated. The reasons include fears that the conflict may spill over and that the economic crisis may deepen. According to Romania's security barometer, although a strategic shift in Romanians' orientation is out of the question, a growing number of citizens argue that the country should be more pragmatic and focus on its own interests. Still, this should be done within the Euro-Atlantic framework rather than outside it. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget to also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Next in Radio Romania International's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to Loredana with a song called When a Day Feels Like a Year. Oh, I'll do it. 
Inside Romania. Welcome everyone to a new edition of Inside Romania. At the microphone, Vlad Palku. His childhood memories of homemade ice cream prepared by his mother is what determined Adrian Menges to rediscover the taste of genuine ice cream. So he started roaming Romania's villages in search of old recipes. Once his quest was completed, he decided it was time for a change of trade. So Adrian gave up his career as an engineer and started his own business, the ice cream barrel. Adrian told us he started out with ice cream trucks, but soon realized this way he was missing out on a number of events held indoors, so he figured it was time to look for something new. And then his mother recalled that someone would walk past their house carrying a barrel filled with ice cream. It was very hard because I didn't master the secret behind barrel ice cream. I wandered about Romanian villages looking for recipes and their stories, but we got turned down. Whoever was still doing it wouldn't tell. I would call mayors to tell them that we were working for a TV station, asking them to tell us if they had heard anything, because we wanted to do a report. And so, from one mayor to the next, we ended up talking to Ion, a man from Vulcha who knew the secret of making ice cream in barrels. He was actually upset his own son wouldn't carry over the family tradition. He actually told us, Dad, look, there's this stranger at our door, and I'm gonna tell him everything if you don't. Adrian Mengesh has been running his business for over 11 years, and he noticed a change in people's consumer behaviors, more recently in particular. People have started being more mindful about what they eat. They have become more knowledgeable. We always tell them our ice cream is homemade. The difference is huge between the ice cream in stores and the ice cream we make. First, it's the way we make it. It's a different texture, a different taste. It's less airy than industrial ice cream. Secondly, we make our own raw materials, namely the base we use to produce the ice cream is made from milk, eggs, whipped cream and egg yolk. And we do the flavors ourselves too. Adrian Mengesh. The ice cream is delivered using the company's own cars or via delivery apps. Most clients appeared after the lockdown period when sales would reach as much as 1400 euro per day. The website displays 30 varieties of ice cream. Popular choices include vanilla, chocolate, mango, salted caramel or peppermint. Adrian Menges told us more. We make our own flavors from frozen fruit. 
in the autumn season we also have roast pumpkin or roast apples with cinnamon. The manufacturing process is part of the family business in its entirety. We like to think of ourselves as genuine ice cream makers, although we didn't do any special training studying the ice cream making process. We simply make the ice cream as we like it, as ordinary people like it. Over the years, we've had over a hundred flavors in our catalog, but it's hard to always experiment because vanilla, chocolate, strawberry or raspberry are always the top choice. In spring, which marks the peak of the ice cream season, we usually make classic flavors and starting autumn, we tend to adapt, Adrian Mengesh told us. Adrian Mengesh attended this year's edition of the Barbatspematasar festival devoted to men's urban culture. He told us more about his experience. Am participat la cele trei ediții la Barbatspematasar, numai că este prima oară când am făcut demonstrații de înghețat acolo. We attended all three editions, but this was the first time we made live ice cream demos. As a rule, We come with ready-made ice cream, but organizers this time asked us to make the ice cream on the spot. We agreed, and, I must admit, we were very well received. We didn't expect to have such great sales on an October day. Adrian Mengesh The ice cream battle has some eccentric flavors on offer, such as caliva, mustard, lavender, basil but also ginger, raisins, roast apples and biscuit, or sugar-free vanilla. And that's a wrap for today's Inside Romania. This feature is available on our website as well at www.rri.ro. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Welcome to Cultural Event. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Throughout its 13 editions so far, Le Film de Cana Bucharest introduced us to the world's most important filmmakers, and it continues to do so this year as well, through tribute screenings and special retrospective series. The festival took place mostly in Bucharest between October the 21st and 30th, with events also held in Cluj-Napoca, Arad, Timisoara, and it continues until November the 20th in Yash.
Luc Dardenne, Arnaud Desplechamps and Stéphanie Brise are the authors on the This Year in the Festival, with national premieres of their latest works, but also with other major titles in their careers. Moreover, the public had an opportunity to meet them and ask them questions. And at a time when art films have less and less screen time in Romania, Le Film de Cannes has attracted over 15,000 participants during the 10 days of events in Bucharest and elsewhere in the country. Arnaud Desplechamps, one of the most awarded directors in Cannes, took part in the festival's official competition ever since his debut feature film, the much-celebrated La Sentinelle. This year's edition of the Cannes film in Bucharest presented his latest film, Frère Esseur, as well as his Trois Souvenirs de ma Jeunesse. Alongside Marion Cotillard and Melville Popon, the cast also includes the Romanian actress Cosmina Stratan. Here is Dan Lobo, PR officer for the festival Le Film de Cannes à Bucharest. This was definitely a very well-received film in Cannes. Marion Cotillard is a regular presence and a friend of the festival. She's a highly appreciated actress in France. Critics responded favorably to this recent film in which she stars. Frère Sœur has been discussed extensively, and Cosmina Stratan was present in Cannes with other members of the cast. There are photos of her with Marion Cotillard and Arnaud Desplechamps. This is Cosmina Stratan's second presence in Cannes after Christian Mungiu's film Beyond the Hills. In fact, the film director Christian Mungiu is also the initiator of Le Film de Cannes à Bucharest. At that time, Cosmina Stratan won the award for Best Actress jointly with her screen partner, Cristina Flutur. The special guest of the seventh edition of the Managing Talents program was the director Teodorana Mihai, rewarded with the 2021 Prix de l'Audace as part of the Uncertain Regards section in Cannes. Here is Dan Lupu with more details. This is a program devoted to actors through which we try to find opportunities for them to improve or further their careers. With every edition, we mediated meetings with known directors, agents, casting professionals who worked with them in various workshops. This year, we had an open casting session, which we did once before for Daniel Sandoz's film The Father Who Moves Mountains. This year, our guest was Teodorana Mihai, who set out to organize an open casting with the workshop participants for her new film, to be produced next year and shot in Romania. That was cultural event. Next in this program... Sports. Welcome, I am Vlad Paluku. The World Gymnastics Championships hosted last week by Liverpool have once again confirmed that no single nation can dominate this sport. One example in this respect is the fact that the gold medal in the women's all-around event was won by an athlete from Brazil, Rebecca Andrade. Canada also climbed onto the podium in the team event, another premier worth mentioning. 
No team from Eastern Europe or the former USSR managed to make it to the team finals. In the women's competition, Romania was represented just by two athletes, Andrea Preda and Ana Maria Barbosu, both making their debut in world championships. Barbosu managed to qualify to the all-around final, where she ranked 20th. In the men's competition, Romania was represented by a full team, which ranked 19th in the team event. In the all-around event, Gabriel Burtanete qualified to the finals, where he ranked 23rd. He was very close, however, to securing a medal in the vault event, where he ranked 4th. For his remarkable performance in Liverpool, we have designated Gabriel Burtanete Athlete of the Week on Radio Romania International. Gabriel Burtanete was born in Buzău on February 19, 2002. He enrolled at the local school sports club, then he moved to SCM Gloria Buzău. In 2018, he became national champion. He also had a stellar performance in 2019 at the World Junior Championships in Gyor, Hungary, where he won gold in the vault event. He proved his worth again in 2020 at the European Junior Championships in Mersin, Turkey, where he won gold again in the vault finals. And this has been all in Athlete of the Week. Our sports items are available on our website ri.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a fresh edition of our program devoted to Romania's best pop artists. This is Daniel Bilz at the microphone. On November the 1st, Radio Romania celebrated 94 years of uninterrupted activity, and on this occasion we decided to give a couple of musical presents to our listeners. The first in this program is Bere Gratis, which in translation means free beer with their hit Your Birthday. Stai un cerchio inchis, o un chissuare in paradis. La fix canta matins, si spor, si cade su, si cade in gol. Doar tu is turno de control, din viaza me de calator. Și nu uita că ziua ta e în orice zi din viața mea Și nu uita că ziua ta e când iubești pe cineva Și nu uita că ziua ta e în orice zi 
The cooperation between remarkable pop singer Paula Selling and songwriter Marius Moga resulted in a beautiful song entitled Time, whose lyrics also refer to Radio Romania.
Branchu's career initially started as a TV presenter. However, his love for music and talent have turned him into a genuine pop star with a fruitful activity on the Romanian stages. We go out today with a song about a radio station entitled To the Radio. Performing is Horia Branchu.
Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. In the first part of today's show, I invite you to listen to a very interesting dialogue between the head of RRI and the director of the World Organization of the Scout Movement. Later in the show, we'll take a quick trip to the city of Suchava in beautiful Bukovina. Stay tuned. The seventh European Migration Forum has been recently held in Brussels at the initiative of the European Economic and Social Committee. 200 representatives of European institutions and NGOs attended the event for a dialogue on migration and refugees. One of the participants was Katriona Graham, director of the World Organization of the Scout Movement. The head of Radio Romania International, Eugen Kojokariu, attended the forum and talked to Katriona about the role of the organization. Which are the main achievements of your organization until now? Which are your powers? Which are your objectives? So we have a variety of really amazing achievements in our 100-year history, but I think looking more recently, we have been doing a lot of work around uh, climate justice, around sustainability, around diversity and inclusion, really trying to change internally our movement to make sure that we are representing as many people as possible, but also looking externally and trying to make sure that the world around us reflects our scouting values, which are really around transparency, accountability, kindness, inclusion, diversity, uh, etc. So I think that's really important. But obviously in the context of the migration conference that we're here today for, we really are very proud that we're doing so much more work now than ever around integration of migrants in local communities, in local scouting groups, etc. And one of our biggest achievements in that regard recently has been uh, the response to the war in Ukraine, where we've seen across Europe a huge mobilization, but particularly through a partnership with UNICEF, mobilization in nine countries responding to the war, providing frontline support integration opportunities, particularly for young children. I come from Romania, a neighboring country with Ukraine. You have mentioned today in the beginning of the conference about your intervention in Poland. Have you done something in Romania also or have you interacted with the Romanian authorities or the Eastern Europe authorities? Yes, actually. So uh, Romania is one of the countries that is in this partnership with UNICEF. Mm -hmm. So we are working with our Romanian scout organization to provide support services. They are recently organizing a refugee center specifically in response to support those who are affected by the war in Ukraine and providing every week lots and lots of support. Uh, over the summer they provided specific access to Ukrainian young people uh, in their summer camps and they've been doing some really amazing work at integration activities, working on their youth programs to make sure we can reach out to as many of those in need as possible. Uh, the NGOs has acted uh, miraculously this, this time. Do you think that the states, the, the institutions have reacted in an appropriate manner to this crisis of the refugees coming from Ukraine? 
I think that there's always more that can be done. Uh, we need to make sure that we recognise where there have been positive actions and there has been some activity that we can really celebrate around housing, around providing resources, access to education, etc. But that hasn't seemed as long-term and sustainable as it needs to be. We know that there will be people who decide to make their home in Romania, in Europe, in the European Union, and we need to make sure that those people have access to education in the longer term, housing in the longer term, and that they're not in a situation of insecurity as we move forward in this crisis. And my last question, we have seen during this uh, war in Ukraine an incredible wave of sympathy, solidarity with the Ukrainians fleeing from, from their country. Could you explain this sociological phenomena? I think it's a very interesting and important one to talk about and to try to pull apart a little bit. I think it's uh, very understandable that we have a particular solidarity with neighbouring country that we recognise as part of Europe, that we recognise uh, ourselves in culturally, socially, etc. But at the same time, I think it's important that we reflect on the fact that we have not provided the same level of support to other communities who have been in need in recent years. And that's something for us to do better on in the future to make sure that we don't leave any anybody behind and no matter your skin colour, your background, what language you speak, your religion, etc., that we provide support to all of those who need it. Time now for a music break in our show. I invite you to listen to Ina and one of her latest hits, Up. Once upon a time there was a girl who made a wish a love and finally make a switch then you came around you healed another stitch and i'm glad about that i can finally make a switch and i know yeah i know many would let to be in my shoes and i know yeah i know with you i got nothing to lose when i'm down you can bring me Places continues on Radio Romania International. The region of Bukovina in northern Romania is known for its beauty, and in the past years it has been constantly promoted at various international tourism fairs. In order to get to learn about the traditions, culture and history of the region, one needs at least a one-week holiday there, which should normally start in Suceava, a formerly princely seat.
It was one of the first fortresses in Romania, and it plays host to a permanent exhibition. From the very steps into the fortress, visitors are welcomed by a special atmosphere where centuries-old stories start unfolding. At dusk, the inner and outer walls of the citadel come to life, and a unique show of light and sound displays scenes from historical battles. In 2018, the fortress got an excellence award granted by TripAdvisor, the largest tourism site in the world. This certification came following the very good reviews given by the tourists that visited the place. Another interesting place to visit in the city of Suchava is the History Museum, which is quite unique in the country in terms of presentation and interactivity. It hosts extremely interesting items presented against their own historical background, rendered with the help of modern technique. Near the princely seat there stands the Bukovina Village Museum, the youngest open-air museum in the country, hosting a large number of traditional architecture monuments, traditional households, workshops, schools, a church, a pub, for the visitors to really understand the lifestyle of the inhabitants of Bukovina. Also unique is the fact that the museum also introduces visitors to the local people's customs and traditions, such as rituals performed at birth, funerals and weddings. Another landmark building in the city is the St. George Church, part of the St. John the New Monastery. It is the most grandiose religious and historical edifice in Suchava, and also a UNESCO monument. It used to be Moldavia's metropolitan cathedral until the late 17th century. The biggest attraction point here is St. John's Tabernacle. In fact, every year on June 24th, on Midsummer Day, thousands of pilgrims come here to honor the saint. Also worth visiting are the Natural Sciences Museum, the Ethnographic Museum and the Astronomic Observatory. A visit to Suchava is not complete without an incursion to the area's gastronomy. Visitors can find here lots of restaurants that serve traditional cuisine. Also, the city boasts an intense cultural life, with music, dance and theatre performances held every day. That's all from People and Places. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Welcome everyone to a new edition of Simply Folk at the microphone, your host Vlad Palku. Today we will play for you a song from the repertoire of Liviu Vasilika, a popular folk vocalist from Telorman County in southern Romania. Let's have a listen. Oh, my God. 
that our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>